Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, so, by the way, I read, I read this somewhere. I don't know where exactly in the Daily Memphian, but we were t- one of your mailbag questions was what uh, local food provider would be good to add to FedEx Forum. And uh, you settled on Gus's. Um, and I, but I read today that Rockendo is going to be selling pizza by the slice yeah. Starting tonight. Yeah, I did, I, didn't, I did not know that was coming. So yeah, yeah. It, could you get pizza? Was there pizza? I I have not been eating out of the it. concessions this this season. I've been I've been I've been you know trying to spend my five dollars in the media room <laughs> instead of twenty dollars right. at the concessions. <laughs> right. Um. So they had um slim and huskies. Oh, that's right. Slim but they, and I huskies. guess before that they had jets. So they have had multiple well, pizza, pizza providers. providers. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Slim and Husky. Is Slim and Husky still there on Union? Is it still? Like, I believe so. It still yeah. Exists on Union. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So Magic tonight. Luke is playing. I think Santi's questionable. I think is the I idea. Think that's right. Um, what do you think of the Orlando Magic? Um, the, you know they're having a good season. They're in the mix of things playoff wise. I, I I don't think their guards are really good enough, and, and it'll be interesting to see their their roster is very tilted towards front court players and more defensive oriented players. They don't have a lot of pop on the ball, and I think it's hard to win big in the NBA these days without more pop on the ball. Um, but they're a good solid team. You know, exciting. You know, good young players in the front court, and Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. Um, some good defensive, sort of fun defensive players in the backcourt and uh, Jalen Suggs and my, my Arkansas Razorback, Anthony Black. Um, but I, I just, to me, that team, that, that, that team is very much a middle-of-the-pack kind of team until right. they get better guard play. Uh, they are right now eighth in the East, 23 and 21. Boncaro is going to be, I mean, we'll talk about the All-Star stuff here in a moment. At some point, he'll be a regular All-Star, don't you believe? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he'll be an all-star. All-Star. I think he'll play on all-star teams. I don't know about, like, you know, regular, but... Um, The year that the Grizzlies drafted Zaire, they, as you had reported about it, like, or they they saw a cluster of players that would have made... Who could be a small forward on this team, who'd be a wing on this team, and they knew they would get one of them if they... Like, they didn't... They made that trade... If the draft was specifically about one player, they would have made it on draft draft night instead of making it two days before. Correct. So, 
Who, like Giddy? Who were the Franz Wagner was one of Giddy, them? Giddy and Wagner were, so the three players that were speculated about were Giddy, Wagner, and Kaminga. I'm pretty sure Kaminga was not their they target. They knew he was, oh, you were not their target or they didn't I know, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think they preferred Wagner and Giddy. Now, which of the two did they prefer? Which of the two did they think was most likely to be there? That I'm not as sure about. But I feel like, you know, if either of those two players have been on the board, that's who they were, were going to take. That is my, I don't know that for a fact, but that is my sense of things. Right. Do you, you, do you, do you have any suspicion? I'm just that they were disappointed that they it fell to Zaire. Um, I no, I think they really liked Zaire. Again, I, I don't think that was their number one. Right, that, that was their greatest hope. I think right. it was the other two players, but I think they really liked Zaire. You know, right. and in the all the ways they expressed, and they they had hopes for him. All right, uh, all stars were announced. Um, let's start. Uh, get get your thoughts on this. In the East, it was. Halliburton and Lillard in the backcourt, Embiid, Giannis, and Tatum up front. Pretty much the objection, the, the, the one in, in, in all 10 starters, the one that people circle as that was probably wrong this year was Damian Lillard. I don't think it's obviously wrong, but I think it's certainly debatable. I, I, I think four of those spots were, were, were pretty clear, and I think Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, and Damian Lillard, I, I think all had... Totally reasonable cases right. for the other guard spot. Would you not include Maxi also as a reasonable case? I would put him a little, just a, a, a slight step behind. Like if I were making that decision, I would have been looking at those three players: Mitchell, Mitchell, Brunson, and, and Lillard. Lillard. I'm not, and I didn't spend the time to make my, right. make that decision, so I don't know who I would have picked. Um, you know, it may have been Brunson or Mitchell instead of Lillard, but I, I don't think Lillard is like out, right. out of bounds whatsoever. For that, for that slot. In the West, it was uh, Shea Gillis Alexander, Luka, Jokic, Durant, and LeBron. Uh, your thoughts on that group? Yeah, I think the backcourt and center are, are pretty certain on okay. that. Um, so I think the question is at forward, where I don't think any, even one spot is certain. But I think, so what, what, was, what was it, Durant, it was and, LeBron. Durant and LeBron? So, so the, the two huge like historical stars, Le, Le, LeBron right. and Durant. Um, you could have gone Kawhi Leonard easily. You could have gone Anthony Davis easily. Maybe you could have gone Paul George, but I'll stick to Davis and Kawhi, and I think any two of those four would have been fine. I feel like I would have gone with Kawhi, and then then maybe Durant. Maybe that was, that's what I would have done. Also, could have made an argument for Laurie Markkinen, maybe up front. Not as a starter. Not as a starter. I, I, I wouldn't. Um, I saw other people mentioning Sabonis. Markkinen was the ones that were whatever. It does raise the question, and you have made this point before. Desmond Bain can be an all-star level player without making an all-star team. Different things. So we know from Mike Conley for many years. Right. It is kind of remarkable. So they've got the two starters, and then you've got two backcourt reserves, and then you've got two wild cards, and they can both be backcourt players, right? In fact, right now tend to be, right, given given the way that things break down. But anyway, so if you say it's Shea Gillis-Alexander and Luca, well, who would be your next four? Um, I think Anthony Edwards has to be there. Um, I think Booker is. I'm doing that next, so that gets me to four. And then you're talking about Steph Curry versus De'Aaron Fox, and are you going to carry six? You carry five at least, but are you going to carry six? Right, and that's where the conversation is. If you, it's hard to imagine not putting Steph Curry on the team. Of course, you're going to have Steph Curry on the team. Uh, right. Steph Curry maybe may, may oh he's not a starter. Is that he's a, not a starter. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Um, and you can't you can't really make an argument. I mean, Shea Gillis Alexander and Luke. Oh no, right? he shouldn't yeah, be a starter. Right, but from, a, from strictly, if, if this were still strictly, I haven't looked at the breakdown. But I'm guessing if this were 100 percent fan vote, it's right, still it would, right, right, right. Um, and so 
that does open the door to not having Steph Curry on the All-Star team. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, the Kings are ahead of the the Warriors in, in the standings. I'd still go Curry. So Curry would be my fifth card, and Fox just might, may or may not make the team. So if you and only— And it leaves Jamal Murray out, who everyone just assumed, like, he's got to be an All-Star. I mean, right. who cares what he does in a regular and he season? And yeah, yeah. So if, but, he, but once again, he just is not good enough in the regular season. So if you've got Shea and Luca and Anthony Edwards and Devin Booker and Steph, and I'm going to looking at this through, like, when is Des going to make the All-Star team? Well, then you got John next season. You've got then. So then players who have not made it, those are the five who've made it. Shea goes Alexander, Luca, Anthony, according to us, Anthony Edwards, Devin Booker, and Steph. Yep. Then you've got De'Aaron Fox. You've got Jamal Murray. You've got Ja. Right. You also, by the way, have Kyrie. Yeah, I, I think I, th- I. You think his moment is past? I think, I think it's past. And you think, you think Harden's moment is past? No, I forgot about Harden. Yeah, like you throw Harden in the mix. You got too. Harden in the mix too. Yeah, and Fred VanVleet, like former All Star, but maybe not. He's not yeah. a threat to like Desmond Bain. And yeah, and John's in the mix. Yeah, I guess a lot, I, of good, a lot of good guards in the West. I guess I imagine that some year maybe like Mike Con- but I like I will. You, I, I, I don't. I would put the over under on Desmond Bain All Star games at like one. Well, 1. I think we got to make it a point five one way or another. So you pick over or under. Would it be point five or would it be one point five? That's a real debate. Don't make it point five or one point five. I don't know what I would. I, I you what, know, it would have to be injury. It'd be one of those two numbers. It would be point five or one point five. Yeah, and it would be injury. Um, you know, you you take a couple of these players out for injury, which will happen. Yeah, right. Age. I think I said at one point five because you've that's got, gonna that is the, right. you do have all those factors. You've got life. and then you've got Steph and Harden and Kyrie and whatever are gonna age out even right. if you included them. And so, um, so and, I, and I and I don't see at the moment. I'm, I'm trying to. I don't have the like the the, the standings in front of me. I, I'm trying. I can't think of young guards like you would think Jalen Green or Scoot Henderson, but like me, they're not showing it yet. You know, in terms right. of young guards who are coming up behind um, Bain in the West. Um. I think that's right, but you're like if you if you stipulate that the Grizzlies are back, that's the other thing. If they're second in the West at some point again next year, let's say there will right. be like yeah, and, but, and he's scoring twenty five points a game. But Ja is the guy. Ja is going to take that, and Jaron is to me a co. He's a different kind of player. He may not be. He may be your third leading scorer, but he's the co equal to Bain in the pecking order. And you know we'll see what the forward situation is because LeBron's old and Durant's old and. You know, the forward situation is strong this season, but is it? it well, does, here's is the it problem. Gonna... Here's the problem. You've got Chet coming along, and you've got Wembenyama coming right. along, and you've got Sengun coming along. A lot and of by good the players. way, also not on this, or you know, whatever you think of Carl Anthony Towns and Zion I, I would, and Ingram I, and Sabonis and yeah. Let me, let me just say this. I would rather, as someone, as a Grizzlies observer or fan yeah. or whatever, I, I, give me a run to the conference finals or beyond, and I'll take one all-star. I don't care. You know? <laughs> right. Of course. Of <laughs> so, course. So it's whatever. all-star day. So this right. is what we're talking about. But, yes, I don't. I don't. I mean, even with Mike Conley, I wanted it for him. Yeah. But I didn't give a flip. Right. <laughs> right. Right. How much fun was it having John in the all-star game anyway? Seems like kind of kind ja, of a ja, trouble spot. John ja, ja, ja wasn't having much fun. John ja was not having much fun in the all-star right. game. Right. may have been having fun. Yes, you know. around the all-star game, right. which was not good for anybody. Right. Doesn't sound like. Right. Um, so in the, in the uh, up front, by the way, it was, so it was, um, <laughs> it was Jokic, Durant, and LeBron. Yep. So if we're saying two reserves there, is that what we're saying? You're, you're, you're gonna... I, I think Kawhi, Kawhi uh, Davis have to be on the team. Right. I think Paul George is probable. 
And you get into like the second center thing. I, I'm a Gobert guy. You can, you can talk about Towns. Right. You could talk about Sabonis. You can talk about Sengun. I, I, to me, Gobert is going to be the defensive player of the year, and he's on like the you know top three team in the West. And like to me, I'm a Gobert guy. There, there actually, you do with Jaron. Where would you put like so? Where would you put the over under? More All Star games for additional. Yeah. We're setting additional. aside the one. Setting he's aside made. the one. I think it's similar to Bain. I think he and Bain are very similar situations as far as that goes. I, I Except guess, it tends to be weaker. And if you look at the yeah, lineup, I, it's Durant's old, LeBron's I, old, AD's old, Kawhi's old, Paul set, George's older. Setting aside the numbers, if you just said yes. going forward, who plays in more All Star games, Bain or Jaron? I would lean slightly towards Jaron on that. Yeah. Um, Does Jaron? Jaron's a. You know, he's already won Defensive Player of the Year. He's made first right. team all defense twice. He's an elite he defender. Numbers, he's an elite, elite defender. defender. It's like a, 20 points a game. You know, there's just not that many of those. We used to say, though, that there was, well, one of the, the you know, the, who the, that position was weak, weaker, certainly, than, yeah. than the, and now. These things change. You've got Holmgren and Wembenyama who are coming up. Like, yeah. they're both, uh, is Sengun going to make all-star teams? I'm not. I sure. feel like he's a, he's a level, the, he's a step below. below. Yeah. Uh, would you have Mark in a reserve? Oh, this yeah, I hadn't thought about that. The way Utah's come on, yeah, maybe this season. But to me, he's a very borderline kind of guy. He's sort of like you look up and you're like, how did Julius Randle make multiple All-NBA teams? <laughs> he, he, you know, it's like, you know, the forces align for him, but I don't think he's quite the same level of player. Um, in the East, we've discussed the guy up front. It's like, like it's, it's Embiid, Giannis, and Tatum, right? I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, There's really no debate. Yeah, no, that's easy. I mean, given given how few games Jimmy Butler's played, given the Miami's been struggling, by the way, he got right. blown out last night at home. Got blown out last night. Um, and so, again, off the top of my head, I think Bam Adebayo has to be on the All-Star team, and then you can sort of go from there. But that's where you're going to get into, like, the most borderline All-Stars are going to be sort of these, these Eastern Reserve front court. That's where you get to Paolo Bancaro and Scotty Barnes and some of these kind of guys. Um, Again, neither of us care particularly about the <laughs> game anyway re- relative to but i but actually, you, actually care more about who makes, makes the team it. than i care about the about game, the game itself. itself right right, right. right. Um, it's right now 12 right it's 12 yeah which is uh, it's well, absurd right it should just line up with nba rosters and the nba rosters are 15 so do 15 like it shouldn't be you shouldn't expand beyond you shouldn't like be adding extra spots right, just no. to make people all-stars but literally, you could have 15, 15 active players, players in an NBA right. game. So why, why not have 15, you have 15 active- all-star? Yeah, I don't understand. Um, yeah, uh, seems to make seems to make no sense. Um, you wrote about uh, jo- you wrote about Joe's college road trip. Tyler Perry was in town. Yeah, uh, graced us with his presence. Tyler Perry, For one day, one day only, <laughs> graced us. What what was Tyler Perry doing in town? He's shooting he's shooting a movie. He, he's got a deal with Netflix, a multiple multiple movie deal with Netflix. He has his own he has his own studio, his own production s- situation in Atlanta. But he's making movies for Netflix, and he's making this road trip movie, and it's about a grandfather and grandson as the grandson gets ready to go to college, going on a road trip. Um, and so they filmed in Atlanta, they filmed in Memphis, they filmed in Clarksdale, Mississippi. They're filming in New Mexico. Um, I'm filming lots of other places, I'm sure, but they, they were literally in town for one day, so it's not like they're making a movie. Not unlike this. probably in the road trip, like that's right. <laughs> swing by where were hey, where if were you're they? making a road trip movie? You're probably not <laughs> going to spend all your time in one one place, right? right? I, they, they filmed it on Bill Street and at the National Civil Rights Museum. I, I think it's going to be kind of a grandfather 
sort of trying to teach his grandson about black history kind of thing. And like, you know, places that are important in black history and culture. And so you hit Bill Street and the National Civil Rights Museum. Good places to hit on, on, on that subject. How It feels like, I mean, you've covered the sort of Bill Street, not film exactly industry. Exactly, like used in that these days. But you've, anyway. t- you've covered the film industry in Memphis. Here, least, here and there. Here and there. And not consistently. How, how are we? And it feels like mostly these are Graceland films being cranked out now. Is that what's mostly happening? Yeah, sense? there's a lot of there's been a lot of Graceland. The Hallmark. The Hallmark it's, it's funny. Like the other movie that he's making right now is called Medea's Destination Wedding. Uh-huh. And I don't even know if it made it in the story. I put a joke in it and I haven't even read it. It uh, made it. Okay. So there was a movie a few years ago called Wedding at Graceland. Uh-huh. So to me, why not mash up these concepts <laughs> at Medea's Destination Wedding at Graceland? I think right. I, I would actually watch that, unlike the other Graceland movies. Um, you know, w- there was a there was a particularly fertile period for film production in Memphis, which is why we think about still why we think about Memphis as a film production place for the most part. Back during the nineties, late eighties through the nineties, and you had all the John Grisham movies, you had Mystery Train. Um, you had the, the, the Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, biopic and you had other stuff. I'm sure I'm forgetting, you know, uh, um, you know, Silence of the Lambs filmed some stuff here, people, some stuff unrelated to Memphis. Larry Flint, the people, uh, people versus, versus Larry, Larry Flint. Flint filmed some stuff here. And those, you know, and with the Larry Flint thing in particular, it wasn't even set in Memphis, the scenes, they just used Memphis for filming. Um, it's been more up and down since then. I mean, we have a really good film commission here, Lynn Sittler and Sharon O'Gwen, and they're always working hard to try to bring stuff to town. Uh, Tennessee doesn't have the level of incentives that Georgia and Louisiana have to attract stuff, but they've they they got an NBC TV TV series here, you know, with Bluff City Law. Right. It wasn't good. But that wasn't their <laughs> fault, you know. I enjoyed that era. I enjoyed that that little. The, the Young Rock was also filmed here too. The Young Rock yeah. was filmed here, so that you know more TV stuff. And so, I mean, the, the, they have not had like a major like a major film production. Like, of course, there aren't as many major film productions anymore. Period. Right. right? But the idea of a major film being like exclusively shot or whatever in Memphis, that hasn't really, let's not so forgetting something. Which of the, like, the, like the Blindside movie, that film entirely in Atlanta, but even though it was all set in Memphis, that was because of the incentives in Georgia. Yeah, know? I was going to say, like, the firm was set in Memphis, and so that, but you could have been filmed anywhere, the same way that oh. the Graceland movie could have been filmed anywhere. Again, right? The Blindside yeah. was the filmed Blindside, entirely yeah, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. So, um, what other Grisham movies were filmed here? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? So, The Firm, The Rainmaker were entire, pretty much entirely, if not entirely, in Memphis. Uh, the Client was mostly, if not entirely, in Memphis, I think. And I think, and so, if I watch The Rainmaker, I'll it. see Memphis popping up throughout it. Have you seen The Rainmaker? I don't recall. Oh, The Rainmaker's really good. I think The Rainmaker is really, the, really I think good. That, I think that's the best John Grisham movie. And in fact, The Firm and I'm The Rainmaker. that on my list. No, yeah. the, fir- the Firm and The Rainmaker. Both really good movies, but it's a fascinating Memphis double feature because they're both made roughly around the same time, yeah. and they're two different visions of Memphis and two fairly accurate, I think, visions of Memphis. And that the firm is a very, it's a high toned like you know law firm in the heart of downtown, right. and like they're in the Peabody rooftop, and it's very like upper crusty white Memphis of the, the era. House. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Rainmaker is like, you know, ambulance chasing logger, like, you know, his offices are down on, you know, down in the pinch district or whatever. And it's, I I think they're both really good Memphis movies in really different ways. I think it's it's sort of a fascinating double feature. The Rainmaker is good. The Firm is a good movie. You like The Firm. Yeah, I like, I actually like The Rainmaker more. That is probably a minority opinion, but I think The Rainmaker's better. I am putting that on the list. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.